pop stars and welcome to this week's episode of the popcorn wine down thank you for joining us i'm eddie and i'm tammy this week's episode is sponsored by the royalty tea company check out all of their flavors of both hot and ice cold blends featuring such delights as uh, apple royal apple cider royal raspertini peach royale royally blueberry Literally, oh, I can't say that one. Queen Chai, Royal Matcha Made in Heaven, just to name a few. For the full list of flavors, check out the website at weareroyalty.sipsip. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think that may be one of my favorites. <laughs> Do you like tea? Are you a tea or a coffee drinker? Well, you know that I'm a huge coffee drinker, but I do drink a lot of tea as well. Um, it just has to be caffeinated. Like, I think I just started to get into English teas. Ooh. Which, you know, are very, um, are richer than, like, you know, I used to, like, drink, like, peppermint and spearmint and everything like that. But, like, English teas are, like, that dark caffeinated tea. So, yeah. Yeah, and those are the ones that, you know, you can actually dress up like coffee with the cream and the sugar. Mm -hmm. The the British take their tea quite seriously. I used to think I was a British sailor in a former life. Um, Because you curse a lot? Because I curse a lot and I love tea. I'm not big on coffee. I love the way coffee smells. I will sit and I will, I can sit in a Starbucks all day and just smell the freshly brewed coffee and love it. But when it comes to actually drinking it, uh, I hate the way it tastes. I'm not a coffee person. I don't like coffee flavored anything. So, Um, but yeah, I I do love me a good tea, um, especially a nice hot tea this time of year. Just love to sit and read and drink a tea. Um, So this week, I'm excited. I've kind of, we've kind of been waiting for this one. Um, This week, we catch up with the students of the Hildegard Academy. And I know I said that wrong. My Swedish is off, way off. I can barely master English, but Swedish, (laughs) no. Um, As they begin their second semester, after a long break, we finally get to see um, the fallout from the royal sex tape. What happens with Wilhelm? What happens with Simon? Who ended up as collateral damage? Who rose above and who just got over so, Tammy, what did you think of season two of The Young Royals? Was it a crown achievement or a royal pain? Definitely not a royal pain. Um, I loved it. <laughs> um, I loved it because of the evolution. It's very, very rare to see um, teenagers actually acting like teenagers. And I feel like um, Willem is... Um, a perfect character of a 16-year-old boy acting like a 16... Well, he's not 16. (laughs) He's in his 20s. But as a character that's supposed to be 16 who's acting 16. Like, he's not... It's not like he's trying to act more mature than his age. Like, a lot of uh, uh, teen dramas that we have now on TV where you're like, okay, seriously? Like, what are you, 25? But... um, So even how he deals with a lot of the things that are thrown at him um, from last season as well as this season, um, it was kind of like he was impulsive in some ways. He didn't fully think it through. He was selfish in some of his decisions. So were the other characters as well. So I think it was... um, This season was... May not have been as um, intense 
as the first season, which I loved, but um, I still enjoyed watching the evolution of the different characters that I fell in love with from season one. What about you, Eddie? Um, I agree. I think that's a good word. I was As I was writing down my notes, I was trying to find the word in they did a good job. I think that this season, like you said, it wasn't as intense, but uh, they kind of slowed down a little bit with the characters and we got to know them a little bit better. And I felt like they took more time with the characters so we could see them evolve. Um, and I, I really I really liked that. I, I really liked their growth. Um, and some of the characters you kind I kind of, I didn't go back and listen to our um, original episode of this um, from last season. I believe it was a a, um, a, a special. I, th- I believe it was a, a bonus, a, yeah, a special butter. Yeah, it was. Um, or, but um, and it's still one of our highest rated episodes. Um, but I I think I I actually liked some characters. Uh, more this season like Felice Um, Mm -hmm. by the end of last season I was a little hit or miss with her I could take her or leave her but I love um, just her evolution this season from a mean girl uh, to an actually full-fledged character one with some depth um, one who you could see her you could really see her growth you know she went from just wanting Wilhelm um, in her life because he was a prince and because of the social status and what she thought that could do for her. And you saw it, you saw her kind of get over him last year when she went, started dating August, but she always still had that, William was kind of like her end game. But even before the whole sex tape thing, you start to see her and uh, Wilhelm develop an actual friendship. And I was so happy that that continued this year. Um, you got to really see them be really good friends. And so I, I, I definitely loved Felice. And if I remember correctly, she was one of those characters that I was just kind of like, eh, um, lukewarm on last year. I didn't, I don't think I really cared much for her. Um, and I also like that we got to understand Sarah a little more. You know, um, I think we deduced that she was on the higher end of the autism spectrum. Yes. Um, <laughs> but... And so it explained a little bit of her awkwardness and a little bit of her social ineptitude and some of the decisions that she made. And there were times when I was like, okay, that still doesn't excuse what you're doing, but you still didn't excuse what she was doing, especially the way she treated her family. But it was just, you know, um, I, you know, she really didn't do it anything to really hurt anyone's feelings. It's just like, she didn't really know. Like when she told her brother, well, I already have a pair of these riding pants and I actually have the good kind, the more expensive kind. Can I just take these back and get the money? And it's like, wow. Yeah. You know. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. She still had no social cues. (laughs) None. None. She could not read the room socially. But it it was like, okay, you know. So I, I think we got to see, I did like to see the parts where they integrated her more, where she was learning. Like there were cute moments when she was trying to figure out how to take a selfie and when he sent her the set when he sent her the, the video or the pictures and she's like what what do I do with this like why would I and then <laughs> so when she heard the girls talking she's like oh that's what I'm supposed to do so it was just cute trying to see her figure out some of those things that normal and I don't mean normal 
for lack of a better word, not saying that she's abnormal, but that just teenagers would normally do. And she's like, oh, okay. So I, I love that we got to see her fit in and have a better understanding of some of um, her, her idiosyncrasies, I would say. But yeah, so those are two of the characters that I, I liked. Um, their evolution. What did you think about? Because I, were you in on Sarah or were you out? Absolutely on not. Did that? She change was like my least favorite character last season. Yeah. Did that change any this season? No. No. <laughs> she was still, still my least favorite character. And but but you know what? I agree with you when you said that. Um, you start to see like she's starting to understand social cues. Like she may not still have like the social skills that. Um, the rest of the teenagers did um, being at the school, but um, she was starting to figure it out and she was asking questions, right? So she'll ask like general questions and then the girls will start talking. I really liked how they fully accepted her into their friend circle, um, which we thank um, Felice for that, right? On um, just accepting her into the friend circle and, you know, her evolution as she learns like what life, like how she's supposed to act or how um, teenagers normally act and then um, her trying to like weave into that uh, there were a lot of decisions that I still did not like um, I understand where she's coming from but I just could not agree with her I could not side with her even knowing um, you know like her autism and um, ADHD and I, I just still could not fully side with her on a lot of the decisions um, that she made throughout this season. So she did not make a fan out of me, but I don't think I hate I hate her as much as I did first season. Yeah, I, I agree. Because um, I still like, dude, how can you want August knowing that he's the one who betrayed your brother? And um, you were the one who caught him doing it, like... Yeah, you know, um, and so and, you know, you thought Okay. And you knew enough to know that going after August violated some sort of code of friendship, like the girl code, right? But you didn't realize that going after him would violate even something more that that familial code, that brotherly code. Um, and, and so, I mean, I get the whole first crush thing that you thought you were in love. I get that, you know. Um, and I... And he, it, this may not be popular, but I actually liked her and August together because I thought, for some reason, they were good to they were good together. Like, yeah, I I, I didn't I mind the pairing. Um, and she seemed to humanize August. Yes, I. Um, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, you know, she seemed to humanize him, like anchor him, and it was like, okay. And I think when you really when you start to realize that he actually likes her. Um, when she turns him down for the dance or she, she, you know, at first you're thinking, oh, he's just going with some easy, that it's just easy ass for him, especially since he's kind of like persona non at the moment because everyone's picking up on um, his drama for last season, the drama between him and the prince. So, and then, um, you know, and then the way he tries to sneak her in and out, and th but then you realize, okay, he really does like her, you know? Um, and he tries to do nice things for, like when he buys her the horse, um, because of everything else going on, that blows up in his face. But you get the gestures and you see these humanizing effects of August, um, yes. whose ambition, what we call it, is just really misplaced. 
Like, I don't think it's misplaced. I think they, I think the royal family played into, um, because I didn't realize that August was, um, that his father was the actual sibling of the queen. Yeah, that's how they're cousins. Yeah, like, I know, because I, uh, to be honest, in the, I thought they were, like, second or third cousins kind of thing. And, you know, but they were still really, really close or something like that. Like, he wasn't direct, direct line of the royal family, but he was related, and they just happened to have grown up in the same, like, you know, um, environment or whatever like that. Like, that's what I was thinking in the first season. I felt like I got that vibe. But then um, in this season, when you see that he was in direct line to the royal family, I was like, oh, okay, that explains his mindset. Like, that explains, like, and then to find out, like, you know, even deeper, like, it's not just that his father committed suicide, but he was also a drug addict as well, you know, kind of thing. And so that means that the family never talked about it, like nobody ever truly like reached out to him to take care of him or anything like that. Like they, they just kind of like pushed him to the side because of who his father was and what his father did. And, and, and I kind of got that in this season. Like, I think um, I gained a better understanding of August. Um, I, I agree with you on, at first I thought he was just playing with Sarah because he thought it was like kind of funny on how, when she first asked him, like, can I kiss you? And he was like, what? And then they kissed. And she was like, I think I want to have sex with you. And he was like, wait, what? <laughs> he was just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then, but to realize that she was the only one that he could talk to, um, how she calmed him down, um, you know, when he was having an anxiety attack and she, you know, calmed him down. So you could see, like, he really did like her. I agree with you on the dance thing is when you see that he really has feelings for her. Um, but it also shows when you, you could tell he really, really loved her because he wasn't even willing to sell that painting to stay in his school. Yeah. Like, when his mom told him, you're going to have to sell one of your inheritance, and he said, absolutely not. Like, he's not, like he, was, he was not willing to sell anything. That's how you knew, like, yes, like, a lot of his, like, um, actions were misplaced. And he did not understand why she was mad and, like, how the situation ended up the way it did at the end. But you knew that he really loved her because he was willing to sacrifice his part of his inheritance that he wasn't willing to do to stay in school just for her to buy her the horse that she just absolutely loved. Um, I would have loved, um, I don't know, like, I think I would have loved, and granted, I don't think we would have got it from Sarah. I would have loved a, an acknowledgement of that and then put him in his place. Um, I agree with her saying, like, you just don't understand, but just an acknowledgement of the move. And I'm hoping we get a third season and that's something that is addressed in the third season is the action that he took in order to make her happy. Yeah. Um, and I think, and like I said, I think it got overshadowed just by all the other drama that popped off simultaneously. Yeah. Um, Cause you could tell that it was going to be a surprise for after the speech um, mm -hmm. and then everything got ruined and it was just like, okay. Um, or, you know, and I was like, okay. And I think that if he had told her when it was done um, beforehand, what he was doing, I think we would have gotten that acknowledgement. 
Yeah. Um, but, but, you know. Um, so I, um, the introduction of Marcus as Simone's new friend uh, slash love interest. Um, what did you think about that? Uh, Marcus can go away. <laughs> I, like, there was no chemistry between Marcus and Simone. Like, there was no chemistry whatsoever between them. Um, I just didn't, I didn't feel it. And I felt like Marcus was, like, pushing himself on Simon. Like, just pushing himself on And Simon's just like, and you kept hearing him say, like, I wish I could fall in love with him. I wish I actually liked him. Like, he's such a great guy. I just wish. And he, and then he comes with, like, well, you know, I know you got daddy issues. You know, after the fucked up situation that your your mom was in with your dad, I can fully understand how you just don't know how to love. No, boo, boo, boo. He don't know how to love you. He don't want to love you, okay? He knows how to love because he loves William, okay? Like, let, let's get that straight. But, um, yeah, I wasn't a fan of, um, of Marcus. I don't know if I enjoyed the... I thought it was a good meet-cute kind of thing on him kind of catching him, like, singing, you know... Um, that was cute, but overall, I never fell into the trap of Marcus possibly being, um, something else. Yeah, I think they would have been better off. I think it was kind of rushed, like Mm -hmm. that rushed, uh, relationship where I think it could have been a great foil if Marcus had been like his police, um, like police was the person that he turned, yeah. Like if you know, it's like okay, um, and I I think that's one thing that the show is kind of lacking. Even uh, I I love that William had his gay guru, the guy who's in the closet. Um, yes, his gay Yoda. Um, I don't know, I can't remember the kid's name, but the guy who either, but I know he's the guy about. who was just an asshole last year, like who's a total douche bro, like you just see him being a frat bro, but he actually turned out to 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 be one of the closeted kids and with a lot of was, wisdom, yeah, and who just kind of helped. He was one of the people, and I, I and so that's what I was thinking. I'm like, okay. I think you need more uh, gay support characters, um, especially for the main characters who aren't love interests, but are just friends, like diff- different outlets, you know? Um, and I think that maybe if they would have eased us into that relationship and if it would have become a triangle thing, um, because there are moments when you thought, and like you said, you, it was so obvious that Simon was or Simone was still in love with Willem and that this was a rebound thing. And I think more than anything, he was just looking for a friend. But because of the situation and the pressure he felt, he felt like he just had to move on. And if so, if he had something else to focus on besides uh, William or Wilhelm, then it would be okay. Um, but so there were moments when I thought, okay, Marcus gets it. Uh, but the, and then there were other moments where it was just total cringe. Um, you know, like all the times he kept trying to force the situation or he really wasn't listening to Simone say, hey, let's put let's put on some brakes. Let's slow this down. Um, we're not in the same place, you know. Um, but I did love the way that uh, he read Simone for filth at the end. Um, he, you know, he, he spoke some hard truths to him. And I, I was like, I was there for that because 
I think this season, the character who got on my nerves the most, who drove me the craziest, <laughs> was Simone. Um, he he just came across as so whiny and so, and I get it, they're teenagers. We've talked about this. We had a, a whole conversation off air about how self-centered and moody <laughs> fucking teenagers are. Um, but I think that he, he how would I say this? To me, he was the character the character that evolved the least this season. Um, and I, I try to attach that to some of it just being him being that 16-year-old boy who is, but I'm like, dude, why are you so, when did you become so fucking idealistic? <laughs> like, you went from the kid who was dealing drugs to everybody and their mama last year to now just being this idealistic uh, person who doesn't want to see things from any other perspective. And I'm like, dude, really? So, yeah, he was not my favorite this year. What about you? See, and I see it differently. And um, now, granted, you know, I, I really do um, love the character. But I also look at it as in typical 16-year-old kind of thing, right? Um, on that all you see is what is in front of you, right? And you have, it's kind of like Sarah. Like Sarah had a very naive, um, she had a very like innocent, she could be a little elitist sometimes um, mindset. And then when you would say something to her and she'd be like, why? Like, why? And you realize that but people would excuse it as her autism, right? But um, Simone was like, he was, a, he was the same way. Like in, in that how they're raised in the same house and he kind of had that same, like Sarah had that same like idealistic, like black and white. And I think he also had a little bit of the black and white, um, no gray area kind of thing is either right or wrong, or there's going to be a reason why we're doing it, right? So like Sarah says, she'd never fallen in love before. And that's the reason why everything that she did with August, like it just snuck up on her, right? She didn't even realize what she was doing. She, she'd never felt it. She didn't know what to do, how to respond to it. And I think when it comes to um, Simone, it's kind of like the same thing, right? Like when he was selling drugs last year, the reason why is because um, his sister had a hard time at her old school. So he was trying to get an in, so get invited to the party. So he sells the liquor so that they can get an invite to the party. Then when August can't pay him back, he knows he betrayed his dad. So now in order to get the money for the liquor that he can't pay for, because August can't give him the money, now he's he's selling the drugs, but he, he feels like he's stealing from somebody who's a bad person anyway, right? So it's, it's no guilt in that. So there's justification. So he still has his black and white um, life going. Like, I just feel like they they kind of had the same mindset, just went about it in a little bit of a different way because Sarah had the excuse and there was no necessarily obvious excuse on the reason why he was that way. But I I would agree with you that I don't think he necessarily evolved throughout the season. Um, I think that while he would call Willem um, selfish, I do think that he was very selfish because the, oh God, we're gonna have to learn what this boy name is because I don't wanna, I don't wanna say the Indian kid, but- um, <laughs> Gay Yoda? The gay, the gay, gay, gay guru. Um, with Willem's um, gay guru, um, when he said, did he really think that you would acknowledge the video, that you would come out of the closet just for, like, 
and and it, that was that was the thing. He really did. Like he couldn't understand. Like Willem had more pressures, and he had he had a different life. He grew up differently than you. It it was not as easy for him to just come out and put everything to the side the way that you are. There's a lot of people, more people that are affected by him coming out than were affected when. Um, Simone came out of the closet kind of thing, right? Um, he was just accepted and loved. And that's not necessarily the case with Willem. And I don't think he necessarily ever understood really, even towards the end, um, never truly understood what Willem would have to give up in order to fully acknowledge his feelings um, for Simone, if that Thank makes sense. Thank you. And, and <laughs> it does. And, it, 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 and I was, that's what I was going to next. And that's what I meant about the grace. Um, and the not acknowledging it and just being completely selfish. Um, and, I, and that's, a, you know, some of it I get is just the, the tunnel vision of a 16-year-old kid and seeing what is mm-hmm. right in front of you. But the other part of it is, dude, this wasn't August. This wasn't just one of the other rich kids at your school who's trying to hide um, or who's trying to figure this out and keep it while he's figuring it out. The country. Yeah, from his CEO, mommy and daddy, or his lawyer, you know, his, his socialite parents. He, he, he goes from being the spare to the fucking heir literally overnight, you know. Um, the one person that he thought he knew better than anyone else um, and who always had his back and who was his one protector dies literally overnight, you know. Um, and he goes to being the crown prince and having to try to take on that responsibility and figuring out what it would mean for him to be that person. So it's like, dude, him coming out is not even the same as if he were just a regular rich kid at your school, you know, mm-hmm. dealing with his parents and those expectations. It's like, yeah, um, it, it's a lot different. And so that's the one thing I, I, I could never wrap my mind around is like, wh- and I understood him being upset about him lying and uh, not necessarily uh, and him not him lying about the video. But then also you have to understand that that goes back to the pressures of being the crown prince, you know, because you could, you could see obviously that if William had, William had his way from the beginning, he would have been honest about it. Yeah. You know, he it wasn't him that was ashamed of who he was or whatever their relationship is, you know. Um, it was that he has to deal with these other expectations of being the freaking crown prince now. Even if I think he had just still been the spare, um, the one who was expected to fuck up and do anything, I think he would he still would he would have come out. He would have just, you know, because the pressure's not on him. He he would have gotten to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, but now when he when when it's all on his shoulders, you know, and he'd always besides him getting in trouble at clubs, which he he just went out to clubs and lived his life. He just happened to be tabloid fodder because he was um, in the royal family. He you could tell that he was a shy kid. He was still kind of private, which probably had a lot to do with his upbringing. But it was just like you know, and, and, and Simone took it also, it, it didn't have anything to do with you and his feelings for you. It was the situation. And, and so I love, and I think that's one of the things that I love most about when Marcus does read him for filth at the end when he's just like, you're always the victim. Like you only see it as just you. You never think about what anyone else. And I was like, yes, finally, someone's speaking truth, <laughs> you know? Um, 
So no, Marcus wasn't my favorite character, but in that moment, I'm like, yes, yeah, someone's telling this kid what he needs to hear. And even, and, and I'm with you, I would love to see in the third season if Simone realizes what Wilhelm risked and the fallout from that announcement, um, you know, and how it's going to change. And I, and I think it had more to do, and I think Wilhelm is the person that kind of experienced the most growth, even when he and Simone were not together he was still trying to figure things out. You knew he loved them, but, you know, he, he comes to him and says, I'm going to let you go. Um, I have to move on. It's okay. And then after that, Simone is the one who starts throwing mixed signals. And it's just like, dude, what? You know, so, and I, I like that he will did come out on his own terms and he did, you know, and he seemed like he was ready and willing to deal with the consequences. We'll see how that goes. And also, you know, part of it has to do with, and I get it. It's like, and when he asked his mom, why the hell are we, uh, you know, why are we gifting him something? Why aren't we punishing him? Why is he going to get the opportunity? Um, and, and he was still willing to walk away from all of that for, all, you know, he was still willing to give August his inheritance and give it up as much as he hated August. You know, he was going to make that sacrifice for Simone. Up until he saw August get up and start to and walk. And he was walked. like, bitch, no. No, <laughs> you know. But and, and then even when he went to Simone and told him, he explained to him, like, you said Simone needed reasons, right? Mm-hmm. And he didn't go put pressure on him, but he just went and told him, he said, look, this is the deal now. If you do this, I need you to know August is my next in line. And it seems like to me he didn't care, and I'm like, but dude, like really, like you know, yeah. And it's like, even still, you want what you want, like you're willing. And I'm, I'm with Wilhelm at that point. You know, being petty as fuck, especially finding out the rest of what he did. Um, I would have, I, I, I wouldn't have given him my inheritance either. It's like, why are we celebrating him? Why are we giving him this gift? Um, why are we allowing this to happen, knowing what he did? You know. Um, so it, yeah. But I, I, so I was just like, oh, okay. Um, I'm still, I'm not, and like I said, I didn't go back and listen to where I was last season, but I think I was on the fence about. Simone and Wilhelm um, being in game, and I'm still on the fence. I'm still not convinced. Um, I still think William is more bi than um, gay, but I, you know, and I'm good with the relationship. I'm, but I, I don't know if Simone is the guy for him. I just don't know. I'm not. I'm still not sold on that relationship. I'm not sold on them being in game. Like I guess I just need to see something where they're actually together. There are moments when it's cute, and I think, oh, okay. But then I think about all the drama. So I think we need to see them have more of a cohesive moment, like where they're doing things, just being fun teenagers. And maybe now that it's out or that they're out, maybe they'll have that chance to like actually go on a date and not hide, I guess. Does that <laughs> like, and I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just still not sold or convinced that they should be in game. Um, I don't think it's Simone and Marcus either. Um, maybe they end up being just the best of friends and they find others to be with. I don't know. Um, but 
I, I'm pretty sure, you know, that they will probably be in game unless there's a big whole Veronica Mars, Veronica Logan type thing that happens where someone just comes on and makes you forget that this is the person there's that the other's supposed to be with. But you know, um, we'll see. What about you? I know you're all for the game. <laughs> Yeah, I was for the first season. I think what sells it for me every time, no matter the issues, is the intensity when they are, when they block out everybody else and it's just them two and you see it. You see the chemistry, you see the falling in love, you see the in it for each other through and through. Like, you see it. And I also, I think that... um Simone in the end needed to be sold on it more than Willem. Willem was in it from the jump, right? His only thing was, hey, I can't like publicly come out and claim you because I am next in line for the throne, right? Yeah, um, like this whole royal thing. I yeah, like you know, I'm literally gonna be king one day. I'm not the prince of my family. I'm the prince of the fucking country, dude. Yeah, you know, um, but other than that, like I'm all in, and I think um Simone had to be sold on where he need where he need to accept himself in Willem's life and um what like I th- I, I, I don't know like I think like just what like sold it for me again was the ending scene when um he was talking to his friend I'm talking about Simone when he's talking to his friend at night which I have to say I love him and his um his friends like he was like is it time to shut the light off? <laughs> they were like, all right, in three, two. And I was just like, that's such a teenage thing. But, um, but um, and he was talking to him and he was just like, I don't think you should, you know, sacrifice, you know, yourself for him. But it's not about what I think. It's about how do you feel and what do you want? And I think you saw the realization come to mind on, like, I really, really love this man. Like, I really love him. And yeah, I'm going to have to sacrifice two years of my life in the closet. Like, I'm, I'm just going to have to do that. And um, when they get to the school and he asks the royal court guy for, um, for some time and they go into that little closet and everybody is there. And it's so amazing on how, like, they shut out all the sound. Like, that scene, like, really, really got me on the sound like everything was muted and it was just them two and for a minute I was just like wait are they in a room because I thought they just went to the closet like the coat closet and like it's like they're in their own world and he has to accept the fact hey I'm willing to wait two years like now granted you know in two years you know other shit's gonna come up right like he's never coming out of the closet but um (laughs) But um, he's like, I'm willing to wait two years. And I think just the intensity of when it's just them together. Granted, that's an unrealistic relationship view because, you know, we live in a real world. And so you'll always have things thrown at you. Um, But I do think their relationship evolved um, more than Simone did. If that makes any sense. I don't know if that makes sense. But like, he might not necessarily have evolved, but I think the relationship as a whole evolved in a way that allowed Willem to be confident enough to uh, publicly come out. And um, yeah, there's going to be some real fallout because did you see all those cell phones taping that? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, dude, no matter what, no matter if you can get the, the, the Swedish broadcast channel to cut the feed, 
um, it's going viral. Like it is going viral. And like so you confiscate viral. everybody's phone. And let's not talk about the people oh, who please. were just you know recording people were live streaming. Thank you. Let's talk about the people who were living it. So it, it was like, yeah. Um, but and I also think that part of the reason William was so <clears throat> convinced to go ahead with that speech, where it's like, if I'm gonna do this, a you know, just going to therapy when his therapist told him, you, who do you want to be? Not yeah. who did you, who, not who did you think your brother was, but why are you doing this? Why do you want to be the prince, right? Because you could tell he, it's not so much, I don't think it was so much that, and I guess they say it all the time, how we refer to the British royal family as the institution and how it's a business. Um, you, you saw that, like how much the handlers handle um, the queen and her court, like how the court made so many decisions for her. And she went by what the royal handlers said, you know, um, like the guy was, I want to call him Jarvis for some reason, uh, but I think it was John Olaf, right? He seemed to be the head dude in charge. Yeah. The one who made all the decisions. And so I think he realized um, part of it also was, okay, if they're really going to promote August, after what he did and everybody knows what he did and like there aren't any real consequences besides the queen just letting him know look you were not my first choice and if it were up to me you would not be here you know but that you know so he knows that the one that he has to appease is John Olaf and he had more of that scheming mindset where you know William Wilhelm was always seen as the petulant, unstable child. Mm -hmm. And I think we got a better understanding of his relationship with his mom and that she really, in her own way, besides being a queen, like she, you could tell that she had a harder time balancing being queen and mother, especially with him. And maybe it was because of all the years he was the second son, she focused more so on her firstborn child who she seemed to have a better relationship with. But he also, since he'd been groomed for that his whole life, he was better prepared to handle all of that pressure. But I also love the fact that Wilhelm realized that, hey, my brother wasn't so perfect after all, and he had his secrets. And I would love if we could find out more about his brother's secrets. I think um, that would help Wilhelm a lot, um, just finding out who his brother really was. Um, it led you because I'm like, okay, did his brother have a secret black girlfriend? Was his brother bi? Was his brother also gay? Because it was like, because his mom said your brother had his relationship proclivities too, or whatever, something to that effect. He just didn't air them, and I'm like, huh? So what was his brother into? What what was his? It made me think, what was his brother's kink? You know? Well, no, she she was just saying like when she said like you know your brother like he also dated. But he never publicly dated. Like, nobody ever knew who his significant other was. That's how I took that. As in, yeah. you know, like, she's just like, no. Like, your brother didn't publicly date. It has nothing to do with you being gay. Like, that's that was she, what she was trying to tell him. Like, yeah, I got you that being gay. It's the fact of, like, your brother also was not public about who he dated. And we can't have you be public about who you dating either. And then to add to that, because when she says, you're not the first of the family, to to be gay like she basically said you're not the first of the family to be gay all right but we have standards that we have to meet 
and you need to meet those standards as my next in line. And when she kind of mothered him and said, look, I need you on my side. Like, she's like, I'm struggling too. I think people forget also that, you know, she lost a son and still had to move forward, right? Like, yeah. The and dad was absolutely oblivious though. Like, he, he ain't know what the shit fuck was going on around him. Yeah. But I think William just realized that, hey, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this my way because I think he got to a point where he thought about his like, well, in two years, like you said, what's going to, what, what are they going to come up with in two years to where I can't just be, mm-hmm. excuse me, who, uh, who I am or whoever I am, uh, you know? And so I was like, okay. And for a moment, I was like, I was kind of, I was kind of feeling him and Felice. And I was like, that's why I said he might be more bi. And, and I was like, I, I, I don't know. I, and I'm not saying she's the one or she's in game, but I'm like, okay, that could be an interesting love triangle. But um, oh, I also, don't say that. But I also like the fact that they are just friends. I think Felice, he and Felice, I'm glad they didn't ruin it with them actually trying to be more than friends. I'm glad they caught themselves. You know, she needs to somebody with no money. You know, who is actually, I don't know about that, but I don't know if I go that far, but you know. Um, so, but I, I really, I really like this. I really enjoyed this. What was your favorite scene? Do you have a favorite scene or a scene that you like or that um, really resonated with you or kind of like stood out? I. I like this. I like the girl bonding scenes. Like you said, I loved how they accepted Sarah. Uh, you know, as someone more, and they looked past her her autism, um, and that they were helped. That they helped her. I'm I'm glad that they weren't mean girls. You know, um, to her, I I really love the scene that you you talked about with Wilhelm and um, and Simone at the end. I thought that was a really really well done scene. Um, and like I said, it's one of those things that almost makes me think, yeah, but I'm still not quite sold. But I thought the intimacy in the, of the moment of that scene, I, I think it went a long way and it did a lot. Um, gosh, was there another scene? Um, I, I like the scene where she was trying to figure out how to take a sexy selfie. <laughs> um and then one thing, you know, I'm a perv. So when he was trying to go down on her, she's like, no, no, stay up here. I'm like, no, you don't quite know. <laughs> she didn't get it. She did not get it. I'm like, oh, baby, no. See, like, you just missed that opportunity, boo. He was about to do it. I'm like, no, you think it's good now, but you wait. Um, but... Uh, yeah, but I, that was, those were probably, uh, some of my favorites. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think, um, and I love the scene where Willem started, I love the scenes where Willem really started to own his power and realized he had more say. Like when he called him up and, um, you know, he, he kind of went, he kind of did play that prince role. He didn't play it often, but when he called him up to get him and uh, Felice some food. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, gosh, there was another scene where he, he, where he just kind of owned his power. Oh, where he negotiated, where he, where he told them he wasn't leaving school. Mm-hmm. 
and he and he called his mom and he was like, this is not happening. And, you know, and it was a negotiation. And I, I, I think he, he kind of started to realize that, hey, um, he started to realize that what it was going to have to take, like this might take some negotiation, you know. So I, I really like that. So I like I like those things. What about you? Um, okay, so I have four scenes that, um, so one of them is the closet scene. I really, really love that scene. Like I said, I love the fact of that they muted all the sound around them as they were together in the coat closet, um, which was not necessarily a coat closet because not like they were in an actual closet. Like it was just where they hung the coats up in a hallway. So a coat hallway, I guess. Um, I love how they like muted all the sound. So you, you, you. You were thinking that they were in a room by themselves when they actually weren't, because when Olaf comes and um, to come get him, then all of a sudden all the sound comes back and you realize that the whole choir had been standing there where Simone was before. Um, another scene that I like is the fish scene. Um, so kind of like parallel on when Marcus comes to um, Simone's room. And he sees the fish and he says, oh, you have pets. What um, what are their names? Do they have names or something like that? And he like he looks at the tank and you see him replaying the scene where Willem was in his room. And they had that intense scene of him trying to name his fishes while William is like starting his foreplay because that's exactly what it was. And, um, and the intensity of that. And then he looks at Marcus and he says, no, no name. And I was just like, oh shit <laughs> I said right there I knew Marcus you ain't getting nowhere like nowhere like you are dead in the water right now um another scene that I really really loved um it's I would say is my favorite favorite scene is the very very last scene um I love the music for Young Royals I think they do an amazing job of choosing the right songs to go with each scene. Um, even when you think it shouldn't be an upbeat, it just still goes so well. And so at the end, when Willem admits it was him in the video with Simone, um, then he he looks at Simone and they smile at each other. And then the song comes on, which I had to look up the song. It's called The Most Beautiful Boy by the irrepressibles and I loved it like it was just so perfect and then Willem turns back and he does the scene that he did in first season where he looks directly at the camera and he's kind of like hmm, let's see what happens next kind of thing and he gives his little smirk that he did from first season I just think like that was just so powerful <laughs> um but um, so, yeah, I really, really love that. And then the last scene that I loved was the gun scene when um, he oh. made August. Yeah, like that intense scene of and the fact of like nobody was trying to like really get him to put the gun down or anything like that <laughs> while he was pointing the gun at August. But I think like that was so intense where like everything came to a head in that scene. Right. Where and you learned a lot because that also showed how much. Um, August really, really cared about Sarah because he never gave her up. Like with a gun pointed at him, he just refused to say who told him. Um, but also on Sarah acknowledging it was her in order to save him. And then Felice going off and, you know, Simone realizing that his sister betrayed him. Like that whole entire scene 
was so intense and everything came to a head with just those four characters. Um, I really, really enjoyed that as well. Like phenomenal, really, really great acting um, from those young actors um, in that scene. Yeah, and I, I, I loved how they didn't make Sarah's relationship or um, Felisa's problem um, or her issue with Sarah and August being together about girl code. It was about August is just a shit person. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he is it, it like, how can you do this after you know what he did to your brother, you know, um, and Wilhelm and just knowing that he was a shit person. And then when she realized he lied to her and, and, and again, I don't think it's so much that August lied because she, she knew who August was and she accepted him. Like you said earlier, she accepted him pretty much who he was. And, you know, because of who she is, she just naturally called him out on his BS. I think what really got her is that he lied to her. You know, um, he 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 promised her that he would he would turn himself in, that he would meet, that he would, you know, nip it in the bud, meet it at the head not make the situation worse. And when he didn't, um, you know, it's like, I think that kind of, that's what got her. Um, but yeah, um, I have to agree. Those are some pretty powerful things. Okay, so before we wrap up, um, hopefully it is coming back in season three. What is something or a couple of things you would like to see happen in season three? Um, I agree with you. I think I, I don't think we're necessarily going to get it because of how season two ended, but I would love to see um, Simone and Willem as a couple, like as a couple who at least on their school campus can actually acknowledge each other and be together. I think it would be great to see um, that chemistry that they have in lighthearted scenes as much as we see it in the intense scenes. Um, I would love to see Felice finally get um, a love interest that's on her level um, because she was she was just basically like the side character to Willem and his sounding board. So just to kind of um, evolve her character more and her love um, interest as well. But I love how she came into her own. So continuing her independence from her mother who refuse to acknowledge that she's her own person um i love i the continued development of the girl the girl squad uh would be really really great the continued evolution of sarah um let her continue to grow and to understand like social cues um and um just the evolution of all the characters especially simone i would like to see him I don't want him to revert back to where he doesn't acknowledge the situation that Willem is in. Like, I know he says, like, I he was willing to wait two years before Willem finally came out. Um, so he's willing to wait those two years. But I don't want him to revert back to um, saying, oh, he can't accept this because Willem's out. I'm going to be honest. That just brings even more problems now that mm -hmm. he's out. Um, brings way more problems now that he's out. It's going to be a shit storm in season three with the Royal court having to deal with this as the person who's next in line. I don't even know. Maybe they'll put him to the side and actually give it to August in the end um, because of what Willem did, but um, just be as great as season one and season two was. I really, really enjoyed this season. Um, I enjoyed the realism of it. So I just want that to continue for season three. Great writing overall. Um, I would have to agree with everything you said. Um, I, I do kind of want to see August get his real comeuppance. Um, 
he needs to be knocked down a peg because I agree with William. It's like what he did. Um, but you also, I also want to see the follow-up from what Sarah does because ultimately Sarah does turn him in um, and see if the royal court about that, comes, yeah. if the royal court comes to his defense or how that's going to play out. Um, I agree with you, everything you said about Felice and William. Um, you know, Felice getting her own love interest while still continuing to grow and develop as a character and still continue to be uh, Willem's BFF. Um, I, I do think that, like I said, I go back to the fact that, okay, he has Felice, he has his, his guru, um, you know, and Simone has his friends. So I love that they have friends aside from each other um, that they can go and talk to and vent to and um, all of that. So, um, I, you know, you, you, I think you hit the nail on the head uh, completely. And just, you know, Simone not thinking, oh, that everything's just going to be hunky-dory. Because um, I can tell you now, as a 16-year-old, you are not going to be his plus one at state functions, homie. Definitely not. <laughs> you know, uh, y'all may be able to go to a movie off campus or something, but it's like, okay, you, are you sure you wanted this? Because again, now you were going to be on the front page. You liked your anonymity, you know? And I don't know if that's what you ever really thought, uh, if you ever thought about that, but now you are gonna be known as the princess gay lover. You know, you are going to be on the front of all those tablets. People are going to be hounding you. So um, it's a case of careful what you ask for because you just might get it, you know? Um, and yeah, so I, 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 I'm interested to see the fallout from that. Okay, so how would you rate this season that you love so much? <laughs> um, so once again, Young Royals is still staying as one of my favorite, favorite shows. I'm definitely hoping it gets a third season because I think second season was um, absolutely phenomenal. Um, so I'm going to give Young Royals season two four. 0.25 popcorns um i look back at my rating for season one and i actually gave season one four popcorns so i'm rating it a little bit higher um i may not have loved every character may not have loved every scene but i just love the writing and the overall story and how just real real it was um as teenagers going through this situation so yep so that is my rating what about you eddie um i uh, I, I was stuck, and I'm going to give it um, 3.75, and I, it pains me to do that. It really was a good season, but I think that um, I have to I have to mark it down just a little bit when you have so much evolution between all of your characters except for one of your main leads. Um, I really did not like what they did with Simone. I think he was the character, and for him to be a lead, that's kind of sad for me. Uh, for him to be the one to have the least um, bit of evolution and growth. Um, and so I, I really hope, now I love the character himself. And I, I think I like, I would have liked to see him, you know, just kind of, like I said, have been on his own for a little bit during the breakup and really, really just try um, to find ways to be, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know better. I don't know, or just really come to the air of his ways, but I don't know. Um, but overall, other than that, it was a really good season and I loved what they did with everyone else. But um, just Simone being such a major player and his, his character arc being so disappointing to me, that's why I couldn't quite bring it up to a four. Um, although I want to, I, I really do. 
So you, just you know. should. You should, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So you know, if you round up, it's still a four. If you're doing the round up math. Well, we just gonna round up. It's a four. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, and I, I really do hope it gets a third season. Um, I know it's probably one of Netflix's most popular shows, but it is Netflix we're talking about, and that has nothing, you know, um, that has nothing to do with it, nothing. Um, they will they will cancel a show in a minute, but yeah. yeah. So, um, well, that does it for the. You got anything else to add before we end up? If you haven't already, after listening to us have amazing things to say about season two of Young Royals, please go and watch it. I know we talked a lot of spoilers, um, but it's just really, really good that even with the spoilers, you're going to want to watch um, season two, especially if you loved season one. So I don't do this often, but I am pushing you to go watch season two of Young Royals, especially so that we can get a season three. Yeah, um, if you haven't watched season one, definitely watch season one. It's something that you'll yes. want to pick up from the first. Um, they're about 30, 35 minute episodes. Um, so it's really, really bingeable, about six episodes. So it's short, quick seasons, really good, um, really entertaining show. It is really, really good. Um, and so I, I agree wholeheartedly. And also check out our first a review of season one uh, extra butter I will link it to the post um, as well that episode so you can listen to it um, and that does it for this week's episode of the popcorn wind down please be sure to like listen follow comment anywhere where you check out your favorite podcast we will be there just look us up at the popcorn wind down um, you can also keep up to date on the latest in entertainment pop culture news as well as other amazing kernels of pop culture goodness at thepopcornwindown.com and keep it locked. We're coming up towards the end of the year. Gosh, this year is almost over. So you know what that means. You will get all of our end of year posts and episodes coming soon. Yay! Woo! I'm excited about that. But as for next week, oh yeah, that's it. That's the plug. But be sure to join us. Um, for next week when we discuss another one of uh, the second season of a show that was one of our favorites, um, surprising favorites from 2021, um, The Warrior Nun season two. I am looking forward to this. Um, the Warrior Nun, this first season caught me off guard. I, I wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. So um, I'm looking forward to discuss watching and discussing season two with you. What about you? Yes, well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so that does it. Um, thank you for always. Thank you as always. And until next time, I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Bye. Peace.